You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at Rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT365. And we are riding this roller coaster known as the crypto market. And on top of that, we are leading up to, you know, the biggest event. I think we can put that on the on the counter. We can put that out there. Uh, and my non-biased opinion that, you know, the biggest event in the you know NFT space, that's for sure, which is NFT NYC. And you know, I even put a tweet out the other day, you know, saying that, you know, really no matter the market or no matter how, you know, a lot of things are, are, are kind of happening right now, there are a lot of great people doing great things and there are a lot of great events that are being put on and there are a lot of great examples that we can look to or, or focus on as far as, you know, places that we can learn. And, you know, I, I even said this, you know, back a couple episodes ago around Goblin Town, right? There was something beautiful about, you know, how can we study this project that was, kind of a stealth free drop in in the sense of what it could provide us and and how that kind of shows into the market but you know there's also something that's really beautiful about being able to you know learn and test things out and and see how different people are doing different things and one of them might be the fact that you know how do we survive a you know a market where you know things are down but if you know if you're a project founder and you're listening to this and your project, maybe the floor price or even the activity has dwindled down to, you know, close to zero. Or maybe if you are someone that is heavy into a project where the price and activity has dwindled down to zero, you know, I think there's a, there's kind of like a, a feeling of like, well, what now? Or where do we go from here? And I think there's something beautiful about the idea that says, you know, you know, how can we rebuild? But also how can we like address maybe some of the things that we either ignored or didn't address in the past? And then, I also think, you know, because a project has a floor price of below, you know, let's throw for Ethereum, below, like if, it, if there's two zeros uh, after that decimal point, like there's definitely people that can feel, you know, we can feel that concern, right? And I think rightfully so. I think the first thing we just have to accept is that, you know, that is a concern, but there's also just a basis of like, if you looked at other projects that are similar or have a similar audience or demographic, you know, how many of them are moving, right? I think that's something that we kind of sometimes forget because yes, this is, you know, in many cases, you know, apples and oranges and I mean, grapefruits, I mean, whatever you might want to throw it out there on as far as like, it's hard to compare directly with other projects, but I think it's important first to take a pulse of like, and thinking about like, it might not mean that the project is dead or that people aren't believing in the project. There could be a lot of other you know, extenuating circumstances, including just the fact that, you know, a lot of people that have never been through a, a bear market like this, you know, there's confusion, there's sometimes this like angst. And in some cases, some people will panic sell. In other, in other cases, people will just take the, the FUD or the, you know, the emotional, let's just say lack, lack of emotional stability of others and allow that to impact themselves, like even in, 
uh, you know, like how they're, you know, making their own decisions. And so, you know, with a project that's at zero or has multiple zeros after the decimal, I think one of the things is that we have to be able to take a step and to say, okay, you know, what, what is the core community? Like who are the core community members now, right? How many, you know, how many people are, you know, what's the total number of unique users, right? These are all things that, you know, we can talk about it from a, a vanity perspective, but, you know, one of the things I think we also have to take a step back on and say, you know, if, if the people that wanted to sell because they no longer believed are the only ones that have been selling over the last couple of months, that doesn't really give you a good pulse of what the true community and believers are, right? For me, there's projects that I hold many in my bag right now that I, 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 don't, I haven't even looked at the floor price in two weeks because I'm just going to assume that there is a point zero zero and then some random number after that. But for me, the the reason like I haven't cared to even look at the floor is like is twofold, right? Like I believed in the project beforehand. I believe in what they were building and the in the community that they have, you know, kind of focused on. But I also know that like right now it's not, you know, there's it's not really easy to to determine like that can this project come back from from, you know, let's not even say extinction extinction, come back from this market. And so as as project founders or those that are working in, you know, can influence project founders, I think it's really important to double down on communication, double down. And, and what I mean by communication, let's be very clear here. Uh, it needs to be two way communication, not one way. Right. No one loves being told what to do. Uh, you know, I am living proof of that for sure. But also no one loves just feeling like, hey, you're sharing what you have going on, but you're not listening to us. You're not allowing us. And it's not about like letting every person in to have an opinion, but it's, it is a, a little bit about saying, Hey, there are a lot of people that want to voice, you know, their concerns or their beliefs. And I mean, if you think about it, you know, if you've been worried about the roadmap or you've been, you know, let's say concerned about, you know, what utility and, and maybe, maybe the big utility was a metaverse or maybe the big utility was a, you know, a video game or a comic book, right? I know a couple of projects that I know of that are in that space. It's actually a, probably a great time to like pause a minute and say, okay, how can we survey? How can we, you know, pull from our community? And I can promise you just going in the discord and posting like a, a, you know, a poll is not good enough, right? There are a lot of people that I can guarantee you that are, there are a ton of people that just decided to, you know, pull back from NFTs or pull back from uh, discord uh, not only because of the market, but because it's summertime, right? There are a lot of things going on. People are traveling, families are on vacation, people are visiting. And so I think it's important to kind of, you know, really kind of lean in on a marketing plan that says, hey, we're here, we're not going anywhere, but we also want to make sure that what we're building is what our core culture and and owners are looking for. And it might mean something like, you know what? Because I mean, I mean, here's my truth. Like, I don't think investing in any of the metaverses right now is a smart play. You go look at what Decentraland's users base is right now. I believe last time I checked, they're down 180% users at the moment from compared to earlier this year. Go look at Sandbox and the transactions inside of Sandbox for the different skins and things. It's almost non-existent. Like, I mean, I, it's one of those things that we have to take a step back and say, okay, wait a second. Because when the, the market's down, when the shiny object is a little less shiny, part of what we want to double down on is like the things that we know. Like NFTs are already very, you know, we're already outside of our norm. 
probably most of our friends aren't even understanding. And, you know, like I had a friend message me two days ago and he asked like, Hey man, like I, I love what you're doing with NFTs and you know, you've been really doubling down. What are you doing now that those things are on the way out? And I was like, what? But then I had to take a step back and you know, this was also someone that looked at this you know, market as saying like waiting for the other shoe to drop. Or being like, Brian, that's nice. You're playing over there in that little like playground, that little land over there. Whenever the bottom falls out and you jump over to your next shiny object, you know, like, let me know what you're doing. And so you have to remember there are people that are probably feeling like the project that that you, either you own or you're a part of or maybe you have heavy into that maybe that project, you know, they kind of wrote it off. So like your choice is how do I help them see the light? How do I bring them back in? Or maybe just how do I double down on my core, right? Because I think there's another there's another kind of facet to this where, you know, look at your active community members. Look at who's using the NFT as a PFP on Twitter, right? There's a there's a really great tool. Uh, it can't, it's not coming to my mind right now. Uh, I think it's, no, it's not Sniper. Uh, inspect, NFT Inspect. Uh, NFT Inspect actually allows you to see how many people in on Twitter are using a certain NFT profile uh, PFP. Now I, I do believe it requires like a certain amount of people to like to opt in um, for it to actually do like the entire poll, but it's actually something that I've been thinking about. And I, you know, I'm gonna give a huge shout out uh, to a project that I hold a lot of, but I don't, I don't think I talk about it much here on the podcast. And that is the OX apes, uh, which, you know, expansion apes project. Um, they are the, you know, the Amber yellow tribe. Uh, they like to refer to themselves as, but you know, I've been I minted that project uh, way back when, and and I will tell you, their Discord is thriving. Their uh, you know community, the people that are are interacting with uh, across that project, you know, right now on Twitter, are really, I mean, all in. They've bought in. They believe in you know a lot of the mission and a lot of the things that are going on. And and I and I say that because you know it's easy to look at like a project or a you know, an NFT utility and say like, what are they providing? Like, what is their value? And I think for that project, more so than anything else, they're helping all of those NFT holders not feel alone and feel like they are, you know, definitely part of the the journey, part of the the team. And like, they'll do like a Amber wave or they'll do like, Hey, you know, uh, this new member joined our community, you know, everybody welcome them. And I'll look at that tweet and there'll be 400 individual replies. And I think like those type of moments, right? Like if a project's at zero, I would say the thing that you need to look at is saying, how can I help people realize that A, we're not giving up and that B, there are others like you that believe in this that are probably questioning the same things and it's okay to question them. And I I will say on the extreme other side of the OX apes, you know, unfortunately another project that I hold a lot of and I'm not one that's going to FUD, so I won't FUD. But I will just say, I jumped into their project and their Discord. And a lot of the conversation coming from leadership was, if you don't believe in us, you might as well sell us now. And that like kind of elitist narrative is, in my opinion, BS. Because saying, like, if you don't believe in us now, like part of the... I mean, here's the truth, right? Like there are people that... You know, the, the floor price not might not be the thing that, you know, they worry about because they don't plan on selling. They believe in the project. But the floor price being next to zero and no activity 
that's what that's the sign for most of us that a project is about to die or they're going to about to give up. That's that's always been the sign. But I think the the most important part of this is like if 80% of the projects that people are holding are at that level, now they're just looking for that like okay, what are the ones that I can still believe in? And here's the crazy part about it is where ETH is at the moment, selling it doesn't even really matter for people. So here's the thing that I actually like to like kind of like address on this as well is that like what could you do? What could you provide? How much utility or access or you know uh, conversation could you really manufacture and start putting on the map that would make people per- turn their dis- Discord notifications back on? Now, I'm going to warn you, that is a heavy lift. Two of the, the apps that I have been most successful in my career on, one of them was a live streaming apps, both Meerkat and Periscope, and I'll give a shout out to Blab. And then Clubhouse, a project, uh, you know, a social audio app, of course, many of you know, um, that I was all in spending 60, 80 hours a week on. But I will tell you that the reason that I believe Periscope struggled was that they didn't allow customization and personalization of notifications. The reason I believe Clubhouse did not be able to ride the wave that they had created a, you know, a year ago right now is because they neglected the ability for you know, notification management. And so people would be like, I feel like I lost a lot of amazing listeners to my shows on Clubhouse, not because of what I was doing, but because there were others that were popping up and to be in Clubhouse and they would turn them off there. It's probably because of someone else that is, you know, not respecting their, their time or their, you know, their, you know, notifications or their, you know, really their, you know, their interruptions, but who's hurt is everyone on that app. That now for a lot of people, and I bet you for some of you that are listening to this right now, the day you turned off notifications for Clubhouse was the last day that you went back into that app. So let's take a step forward on that with NFTs. If people all of a sudden turned off notifications, maybe for all of their discords, or maybe for just your, your discord, the question now becomes, like, how do I get back in front of them? How do I show that, that that we are worthy and, and worth putting notifications on. And here's the here's one of the, the tips and advice that I would give is that I would double down, maybe even triple down, on being active outside of your closed gates of your own Discord. There are a lot of Discords that have a lot of founders and a lot of people that are are in them across the board. And if you know that your community is heavy in another project as well, as a project founder, I would go support that community and be active as hell. Active as hell, supporting and amplifying another, pro- even so much so that let's say that you knew like, okay, hey, I'm the founder of this project and I know that we have a very massive overlapping audience in another project. And maybe you hold one or two of those NFTs in that other project. I would go buy 10 of that other project. Like go in and be like, you know what? I, I'm not going anywhere. Our project's still around. But I also know that this is some, this is a project that our community is active in and I'm going to support it. I'm going to own it. I'm going to be in the Discord and I'm not going to be making it about myself. I'm going to be about celebrating others, you know, replying to people. Like I, I, I find this like one of the things for me and then this is speaking from like a, an NFT owner perspective, right? And, and I had this experience last week. We have a couple of the Discords that I'm, uh, you know, fairly uh, active in, you know, that are projects that I talk about a lot here on 
on the podcast, right? From Psychedelics Anonymous to, to Crypto Chicks to, uh, you know, Meta Athletes and a couple other ones. And I was in, uh, I was actually in Psychedelics Anonymous's Discord and I had posted kind of like a reply to someone on um, how I love the game theory and I was studying the game theory. And I got a reply from a project founder that I hadn't heard of, heard from in a while. And I, I 100% had turned off Discord notifications for that project. And the reply was like, man, fans are like, I was listening to your podcast. This was really cool. And like your view on Psychedelics Anonymous is really helping me like own that. Like, and then he asked me a question. And the first thing I thought of was like, how cool is it that like he's interacting over here? Like I forgot he was a, he was a PA holder. And the second thing I thought of is, oh, you know what? I wonder what's going on with that project. So like even before I replied, I jumped over into that project's discord and I realized, oh man, I did turn off notifications. So what did I do? I turned on notifications because like if there's something going on here, if he's active in this other one, he's probably got some things going on here or if he's active in another project and the other one is dormant, it's probably a good sign that like they're moving on. Cause that was a lot of, you know, the signs in the last fall was when all project founder all of a sudden stopped caring about their own project at all. I was like, Oh, okay, here we go. But like that actually inspired me to go back in and turn notifications back on in that other discord. And, and in true ADHD fashion, just to put this out there, um, I forgot to reply back to that person's uh, Discord comment <laughs> that they inspired me to do so. So actually, now that I'm thinking about that, when I'm done recording this podcast episode, I'm going to go in there and reply to that comment. And I'm also going to say that I I told the story uh, over here on the on the podcast. Uh, and you know, and you know, that's just the uh, you know the ADHD you know uh, warning here, right? Of course, is like when people assume things like, oh, someone's not replying or not engaging it's easy to assume that they don't care or that they are ignoring you or ghosting you. But let's also give a little bit of space for those of us that are like, we are, we are so excited to reply and your comment or question is, is so in depth that we want to go take the time to reply. We want to make sure that we want to go check in on what's going on. And then unfortunately for some of us, our beautiful brains forget to uh, allow that to stay top of mind. And it has zero to do with like priority or focus or, you know, our ability to care uh, about someone or or something and has a lot more to do just with a lot of other things going on in the world today and so you know the the idea of like you know can a project recover from zero hell yes will most projects recover from zero i'm gonna say to be determined because you know what you know the gary v comment that you know is has made its headway and and I think, unfortunately, people are looking at this as like, man, Gary's a, he's a, he's a predictor when he said that, you know, he, he thought 98% of NFT projects were going to fail. And people don't realize that that clip was cut because where that original comment came from was 98% of projects are going to fail because the project founders aren't thinking of this as a business, aren't understanding how to deal with crisis management or communication and aren't fully bought into even the project that have made them millions of dollars. And so the truth is, if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you're starting to think about, okay, how can we recover? How can we build back? You're not one of those people. You're not one of those 98% that Gary threw out there. And I, and I, and I, to me, like I understood where he was coming from, but I, I was, I was one of them that was like, dude, there are people that it's almost going to feel like, well, Gary was right. You know, our project failed. Well, did the project fail or did the market just kind of shift 
and force a lot of people maybe to make decisions that they they didn't plan on making or that they they didn't know how to handle. And so the other part of this that I will say is that you know it's very easy to say, well, I guess this project failed. I will move on to another project. But I want to put a real big caveat on that. I, I, I take notice of that. And if anyone doesn't know the Azuki story, you know, Azuki, who has been, you know, that, that project's been a, a top 10, you know, many put that in the blue chip category. Um, I struggled only because, you know, the art and the utility wasn't like right, like the exact thing that I was looking for, but I, I was impressed with the project and, and studying it from afar. But, you know, for everyone that remembers or, or knows the story, like the founder put out a Medium blog post and the Medium blog post just simply said like, you know, I hope everybody knows that, you know, projects, you have to, you know, project founders need to learn. And he said, you know, because I launched four other projects that failed, but because of those projects failing, I was able to figure out what works for Azuki. Now that might sound like a, wow, like that's a great story, Brian. What that doesn't make sense why you're telling it here. Here's the truth. Those four projects were not projects that just failed. Those are projects that took the money and run. And there is a damn big difference from a project failing and a rug pull where someone does not only not deliver on their promises, but disappears, ghosts them, doesn't turn into discord, turns the discord off. And so if you are, you know, if you are involved with a project founder, you're a project founder that's listening to this, or maybe you are heavy into a, a project. I think the caveat to remember here is that we remember and the blockchain doesn't lie. And if, if the idea of the narrative becomes, you know what, this project's gone to zero. We don't have a very active community. I'll just create another project and people will just come on board there. I'm going to do everything in my power to be like, that's not the norm. That's not okay. That's not the way we can think about this. And that doesn't mean that you don't reinvent the utility. You don't readdress the roadmap. You don't, like, I think every project right now should have a, it's not roadmap 3.0. It's not roadmap. You know, it's, Hey, roadmap during the bear market, things that we are thinking about adjusting that we are, that we are focusing on. The other thing about it is what are some things that you can do to change the, the, the momentum, the tide and the energy? And, you know, one of them that I think you can do is come up with ways to allow people to burn their supply. What if you were telling people like, Hey, you know what we can do? I, I know many of you hold multiple NFTs, what if we created some roles in the Discord or we, we came up with ways that inspired people to burn some of their NFTs that would ultimately shrink the supply but would reward them in other ways? And the reason that I think this is important is that there's, you could either do a burn mechanism or you can even do the idea of like, what if we were able to you know, add some availability of NFTs for people to purchase without it being the fact that we need to add it on to the total amount, right? And, and the reason I think this is something to think about is that, you know, for a lot of people when they, when like right now when you're looking at projects and, and I, I'm very careful not to just say like, right now everything's Costco and everything's on a discount and you should jump back in because here's the truth. For a lot of us, everything might be on a discount, but you know what else is discounted? Our damn ETH. So like it's, it might be cool that like, oh, everything's cheap. But you know what? I had my money in the same thing that went down to make this whole thing cheap, right? And so the the part that I want to kind of pull this back together on as we kind of like think about this and is that I also want us to remember and to believe and to realize that, you know, we need to be there for our, our founders and those owners of NFTs that we hold, 
right? Let let them know, right? So if you are, because this is the other part of this, is that if you hold the NFT and you believe in the project, right now is a great time to double down on being supportive, double down on being active in their community, double down on realizing that, you know what, you know what, how you can be supportive? Maybe you don't have the ETH to buy, sweep the floor. Maybe you don't have the, the, the bandwidth to be there everywhere, but maybe volunteer to say, hey, can I, can I help promote out some of the upcoming Twitter spaces? Can I be active um, in bringing in questions? Can I be one that, you know, supports us in different ways, right? And I think there are, there are ways as owners of these projects that we can not only help motivate, inspire the owners, and, and for some people they're going to say, that's not my job. Well, it's not. It's not your job. But you also, you, you can decide, are you an owner or are you on somewhere that's on there that just wanted to ride it when things were good and you bail when things are bad? And there are people that are like that and I think, you know, to each their own. But if you're listening to this now and you're belie- you believe in a project, you believe in the art, you believe in the community, maybe you believe in the, in the roadmap shouldn't change. Right now is a great time to make that, you know, to make that voice heard. And it's not about toxic positivity. It's not about ignoring the state of the market. It's not about understanding that this might be a long haul. But it's about recognizing that, like, hey, you can play a role by simply being the supportive, the amplifier, the person that helps others realize that, hey, we, we, we do have a voice here. And the last part I'll say is, and this is one that I've been thinking a lot about, and I, I won't go into any detail beyond just the fact that it's something that's crossed my mind a lot, is there, there are a lot of project founders that have never built something from scratch or understood how to deal with controversy or, you know, with uh, tough times. And, and I will tell everyone, go back and listen to the interview I did with, uh, with M and Amanda uh, with crypto chicks. Uh, it was, it wasn't too long ago. It was about a week ago because M talked a lot about keeping it real and talking about how hard those times were as they were removing the founders and the founders artists, but then they had to rebuild that trust of their community and they had to rebuild the trust with an artist that was violated by the original founders and the original uh, artist. And if you think about that, like it is hard work. And I know there are some founders that aren't built for that and aren't prepared for that. And I think some of those founders are going to have to take a quick look in the mirror and say, should I give up part or maybe all of this project for the better of the community? I know I mentioned earlier that the blockchain doesn't lie and we we remember things, right? And so I think NFT project founders that give up with the idea, well, I'll just launch another one and people will trust me because I I I you know, I I tried hard on the other one and and uh, this new one I won't do the same. No, I don't think that's the case. But I do think the case is if if project founders are willing to try, willing to put the community and the culture in front of their own ego, then there are a lot of project founders that probably can sell off the contract, can allow the community to take it over, to get, can onboard or bring on additional founders, co-founders now to help shape that. And I believe they will be the ones that can reinvent, that will be looked at as saying, wow, I like that person because even though they that project that they were the sole founder on was struggling, they recognized enough to know that this community was worth not giving up on, but that they might not be the one that should be leading the ship, right? How many, how many businesses, small businesses, startups that probably would still be around today if the founder 
would check themselves before they wrecked themselves. You know, I just always, for whatever reason, I have to go down that path. <laughs> but if they, you know, because there's an element of like, you know, are we of the Titanic? And the captain says, you know what? Screw all of you. I'm going to stay on the boat and go down with the boat. Or are we saying, hey, there might be someone within this community, might be someone or multiple someones that I can include, I can bring in, that can help write this ship. And maybe I have less of a percentage on secondaries. Maybe I give up all of my secondary sale uh, percentage and I focus more on the fact that I already have uh, a decent bankroll in this project and I believe in that in my legacy, my reputation is more important because I'm going to leave you with this as far as, you know, I do believe projects can come back from zero. I do believe a lot of project founders don't believe that they can make a project come back from zero. And I also think there's a lot of, you know, NFT holders that believe once that project gets to zero or close to zero or has too many zeros, then it's probably worthless. And Drew can attest to this, you know, and I, I, Drew and I talk a lot and I'll say, tell Drew, like, Drew's like, Brian, you think I should just dump this? And I'm like, dump the, the NFT for $18 or double down on holding it and believing, hey, free mints can turn into goblin success. Who's saying that the future blue chips aren't ones that were reset to zero, figured out a new way to add new utility to build onto that community and, and leverage and move forward? And the thing that we have to just remember is that it is so hard to build trust in this day and age, especially with a blockchain that doesn't lie, right? The idea that you know all of our actions speak for themselves. We can't say that we support a project and then when someone looks at our wallet... Uh, hey, <clears throat> every TikTok person, because uh, there's a lot of TikTokers that put their, you know, ETH address in their TikTok uh, bio, and then they make claims about, you know, this project being the greatest project ever, and they believe in the project, and then I go look in their wallet, and they flipped one an hour after posting that TikTok, and I'm like, oh, okay, note note taken, but the point that I wanted to leave you on is this: is that yes, it takes a long time to build trust and overnight you can lose trust. But it's also something to remember is that it is, it is often not worth the idea of saying, you know what, what if, if I give up here, I'll have a chance to start not start over. Well, will you, will the trust be there? How long will it take you to rebuild that trust? And, and you might be like, well, I can go anon. I can go anonymous. That trend, that fad is going to be hard to sell coming out of this market. Like that does, uh, One of my predictions, we will not see founders and co-founders and developers staying anonymous moving forward. Projects that are being successful moving forward cannot rest on the fact that, that in the past that was okay. Because a lot of people are scared. A lot of people are saying, even if this thing turns around, how long is it going to be there? How do I know that I can bet on these people? And so the thing that I just want to put out there is that it might actually be more, more advantageous for you to spend the next six months working to bring a project back from zero. And even if it doesn't succeed, at least proving that you are someone that doesn't give up and that you are someone that is here for the long fall, because that's someone I will trust. The someone that's looking for the exit button, the excuse, blame the blockchain, blame ApeCoin, blame Ethereum being down, blame the merge for not happening. Bame Solana for being, you know, going out more times than it should ever have gone out as an L1. 
Or how about we just own the fact that times are tough, things have changed, and that we can double down and work hard, and maybe it might not be successful, but I can almost guarantee you this. If you work six months on trying to bring back a project from zero, and at that point you decide, hey, this isn't, this isn't going to be worth it, your ability to build trust after that will be much faster, easier to scale, and the story will be easier to tell than someone that gives up today and thinks they can launch a project in six months and everybody will forget the past. Just take a look at that. Think about that. Anyone that's listening to this, you know, maybe you're not a project founder, but maybe someone, maybe your, you know, favorite project needs to hear this. Do me a favor. Just share this podcast episode. You don't have to tell them to subscribe. You just click that share button, hit that copy link and, and send this over to them and just let them know like, hey, you're thinking about them. Hey, you believe in them. Hey, this is something you could, could listen to because, you know, that's what this is all about, right? It's about educating. It's about learning. And I will tell you, there'll be plenty of episodes moving forward that I know for a fact that I'll be talking about projects that rebounded from zero, right? And maybe we need to even put a new label on them. I think maybe we could call them the Phoenix Projects. And I just think about that off the top of my head, right? As the, as the Phoenix always rises from the ashes. And I'm a huge fan of, you know, that, you know, just that, that genre, that concept. And there are going to be, you know, we had a lot of slow burn projects that have figured out success. I think we're going to have a lot of Phoenix projects that are going to rise from the ashes. They're going to prove that their culture, their community, their belief in what they were originally selling is still there. And they're going to be ones that people are going to be extremely proud of. Cause think about all those holders that say, I was there at the beginning. I was there when we went to zero and I was part of it as we rose from the ashes I don't know. Just throw it out there. Let me know your thoughts. As always, I appreciate everyone listening here to the podcast. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review, do me a favor. That I would, it would mean a lot to us if you could just jump over to Apple and iTunes and leave us a podcast review. Or maybe you're, you know, you're asking like, hey, what can you do to help the podcast? Share the podcast out on your favorite social network. Jump over to the website, grab one of your favorite episodes, share it out. That you know, the more more listeners, more impact that we can make, the more people that we can bring into the conversation, the better. And for those that are you know in in New York uh, that are listening to this ahead of time, look forward to you know seeing all of them there. I will be speaking uh, on Wednesday morning in the Edison Ballroom uh, on the topic of a, a futurist mindset and sharing a little bit about what it's been like to uh, you know mint an NFT every single day and and this whole journey and lessons learned. And of course, you'll hear plenty of that here on the podcast. But it's time for me to pack my bags and go hit the train on the way up to New York. And hopefully inspire, motivate, connect with other founders that believe in not only coming back from zero, but what's possible. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own.